Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, cat lovers, cat fans. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. Today, we're going to laugh, we're going to talk about cats, learn about cats. What more do you want to do if you are a cat lover, cat person, cat parent, or hey, just like listening to cat shows. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Hey guys, Michelle Fern here. I want to tell you about Carlson Pet Products. They're a family-owned, budget-conscious company specializing in creating pet safety products to keep your pet happily protected from puppy through senior years. They have some great products, pet pens, folded elevated beds, crates, and pet gates. Their pet gates fit any size opening in your home. Most gates have a walk-through door for humans and a small door for your pet to go through. I've had a Carlson pet gate in my home for years and absolutely love it. And best of all, you're going to get 25% off and free shipping. Just visit carlsonpetproducts.com. And again, you'll get 25% off your order plus free shipping with the promo code PETLIFE. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. I want to introduce Liz Mealy. She's hysterically funny. She knows a lot about cats. She is a comedian. She's a viral video star and an author. And I love the name of her book. Why cats are assholes, <laughs> which they can be. So, welcome, Liz. Thanks so much for coming on Catitude. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I want to just mention we don't normally mention ages on the show or anything, and I'm sure as heck not going to mention mine, but you have done so much. I would think you're like 40 or so, but you are super young. You got your start really, really young. I'll be 36 in June. I think I just read young. That's pretty young in my world. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I started really young and then I'm not aging, which my family is hundred percent Italian and I have very oily skin. So I, in general, I think I like make olive oil with my face and it's a good moisturizer. <laughs> that's just, I'm pretty sure that's where it comes from, but yeah, I, I am proud of myself. I think I'm backtracking, but yeah, I've done some things in my time on this earth. <laughs> You've done a lot. And I like that. I'm going to steal that. I'm, I'm just not aging anymore. This is yeah. how it is. You know, Yeah, this is who I am. <laughs> okay, let's talk about your book. Why did you decide to write a book about cats? Well, it's interesting. I, I've always been a bit of a cat lady. So both my parents are veterinarians. Uh, my mom's a cat specialist. I grew up next to a cat clinic. Like cats have always been my life. I've always been obsessed with them. My parents thought I was going to become a veterinarian. I thought I was going to become a veterinarian. I've disappointed everybody, mostly because I'm not very good. I like science, but I'm not very good with it. And then also I I don't like blood and stuff. I thought like being, I now know that I should have been like a pet psychologist or something like that. I probably should have done like behavioral stuff. But in my mind, the only option was to become a vet. And I was like, well, I don't like cutting things. Like that seems icky. The idea of cutting stuff. I skipped the class when you had to do uh, dissect something. I skipped. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't. And like, I would, I would literally like interrupt my parents in surgery to like ask uh, an annoying question and I'd be like, Ugh. 
So, you know, I swapped that out for cat jokes. I've written so many jokes about cats. I probably have at least two to four jokes about cats in every album that I've done. And I was actually approached. It was funny because I remember my manager being like, hey, this guy wants to see if you want to write a book about cats. And I was like, I've been waiting for this email for 10 years. Like, yes, the answer is 100% yes. But uh, my editor, his name is Jason Katzman. That is his real name. And it feels serendipitous. <laughs> he saw one of my jokes about it on YouTube, which I forget what the title of it of the joke is, but it's something like everyone's one bad breakup away from owning a cat. And the whole premise of the joke is that nobody buys a cat, something bad has to happen to you, and then they just kind of fall into your life. So it's a it's a very, to me, I, I write jokes that are very honest about cats from a loving place. And that's kind of what he was looking for. He has two cats with his wife. And he's like, I want somebody to talk about why cats suck, but from a loving place. And I was like, oh, that's literally what I do. So I kind of presented how I would write the book. He liked it. And I had free range to just kind of be myself. And I just kind of deep dived into like the history of them. Because when I was in elementary school, I was obsessed with Egypt because I knew ancient Egypt worshipped cats and they had tombs for their cats. And then I went to Japan to do shows a couple of years ago. And it felt like a giant cat cafe, like everything was advertised with cats. They were roaming the street, you know, there was so much cat trinkets, like I was just in my happy place. And I kind of took it from there, which is like, I know who they are and why they you know, why they are the way they are. But like, how did we get here? And I just kind of had fun with it in that sense. Do you still have your cat pasta? I do. Um, the only reason she's not crying right now, because she's interrupted every podcast I've done all through the pandemic is because she's with my mom right now. I started slowly touring a little bit and she's uh, she'll be 16 next month and she's she can't handle she's either sleeping or crying at walls. Those are her those are her moves. She's with my mom for a couple of weeks while I'm kind of in and out of touring. Wow. I hope she doesn't miss you too much and she's okay. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about some of the things in your book. First of all, you know, your book is funny. It's probably the funniest cat book I've ever read. And I've read Honored. it a lot. It's <laughs> funny. I like the narrative. I read a lot. I just read a lot of everything. But I like the, you know, the, the tone of it and where you're coming from. And it's funny. If you love cats or like cats or even just like to laugh, this is the book for you. We're going to talk about a couple things in here. But I had never heard of this topic until I actually did a show on it for a children's book. And then I saw it in your book, Cats Are Liquid. And yeah, this author had written a children's book about that. But yeah, so let's talk about why did you add a chapter like that? Because I hadn't didn't think that was a thing, but maybe it's a thing. I, I think the internet's really changed everyone's perspective on cats, right? Because whether you like them or not, they're the funniest, most interesting videos on the internet because they they really just kind of what dance to the beat of their own drum. They kind of you see them sleeping on the top of a door that seems like it's what two inches wide and somehow they're comfortably right. sleeping on it. And like, whether you understand or don't understand cats, that's just so fascinating. And I think, you know, we've discovered their obsession with boxes. I love seeing like lions that are like obsessed with like a box. Like when you see like a big cat and a little cat behaving the same way, it's just 
I don't know, it warms your heart. So I think regardless of how you feel, we've all um, learned a lot more about just kind of how unique. If somebody said cats were aliens, I'd be like, that makes so much sense. So I think the same with noticing all these videos, like my cat uh, does that quintessential thing, which is any cup of water, my cat will shove her entire face in it. It doesn't matter if, you know, the water's filled to the brim or it's like there's a little bit of water at the bottom. She sticks her whole face in it and she drinks your water. My roommate is constantly like, ah, it's been tainted. Like, like, like I forgot got like, uh, so just the fact that they can kind of force their whole face into something they can force the whole body, the amount of videos that you see of cats going into a vase, and you're like, there's no way that cat can fizz into a vase. And then next, thing you know, they're like the shape of a vase. It is so true, because I've seen especially boxes. I've yeah. seen my Dennis's part Maine Coon, him, he smushes himself into a box like half the size of a shoebox. Yeah, and he needs at least a shoebox and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you were going to measure him, you'd be like, this isn't your shoe size. This isn't your box size. You're you're going too small. Your feet are going to hurt. And then just seeing all these videos of like cats chasing stuff or them going under doors, like when they smush their body so much that it really does feel like they're liquid. Like you're like, and like, we know enough to know that they're a little bit more malleable. Like that's where their agility comes from and stuff like that. But, and then also that they're fluffy, but I, I just find their bodies to be, even knowing the science behind it, kind of magical. That's a good way to put it. What about, what's your perspective on this? And I was always a dog person until Dennis walked into my life, literally. That's how I think a lot of us cat people get our cats. So my cat, Molly, does this thing where I'm sitting in my office and all of a sudden she jumps on the chair, scares the heck out of me. First time she did that, I think I was drinking coffee. Well, then I was wearing coffee. But what is it with cats that they do that, that they they like to attack us, right? They, they're in a closet and then they're hiding and all of a sudden, boo, you they, you, they come out and startle you or scare you to death. I don't think we realize how probably twitchy we are. Like even now, like I'm kind of like swiveling in my chair a little bit. I play with my hair. I have big curly hair. So even that, like every time I talk, my hair is just, you know, I, I have like a little bit of uh, um, a Medusa thing going on half the time. And I think in general, we don't, and then zippers and, and, you know, ties from our sweatshirts. And like, you don't realize how many, I don't tie my boots. Like I have these boots that come up to my calves and I don't tie the laces. So there's always like a lace coming out. Like, I don't think we realize just how half of us is a giant cat toy. Oh, yeah. The same way that like you learn pretty quickly after you have a baby or you hold a baby, you can't wear dangly earrings, you can't wear a necklace, you know, anything that's that's kind of shiny and dangly is dangerous. And I, I think we kind of forget that with cats that they're they're a little bit, you know, ADD. They, they see something shiny. They see something kind of wiggling. They think, oh, that might be prey. And they go after it. And our brains and our attention is just not that detail oriented to think. It almost is um, like divergent thinking. So I'm dyslexic. And one of our traits, one of our things that makes us special is that we're really good at divergent thinking. Here's a paperclip. What are 40 things you can do with a paperclip? And I could probably give you a bunch while somebody that might be more neurotypical might not be able to do it. And I feel like the same with cats where you're like, we just see it as a pull cord or a pull string to our sweatshirt. And they're like, okay, that could be a snake. That could be a rat tail. That could, you know what I mean? Like they're thinking of all the different things that could be. And just in case I'm going to attack it. 
makes total sense. Also, where and um, in your book, how you mentioned that they see things that aren't really there that you think it's nothing. Okay, I'm in South Florida. So if you live in South Florida, you have bugs. It doesn't matter who cleans your house, how many times it's inspected. It doesn't matter. There will be a roach in your house. If you have a palace, it it just nothing matters. Well, (laughs) Molly is great at finding bugs. They'll stare and we don't see it. But but now my husband knows that if she's staring for a long time, there's probably a bug there. And recently she was doing the same thing and he's terrified of bugs. It's kind of funny, but he just hates bugs. And she was staring and he's ready to go get the vacuum cleaner, suck up the bug. I said, just relax. It's a ribbon. But they do, right? They do that thing where it looks like they're, they're staring at something and you're wondering what in the world do they see? Oh, absolutely. And like, you know, I always joke that my cat, you know, I don't believe in ghosts, but my cat does. And she's made, she's definitely made me believe in ghosts. But when you start to learn that like there's things in the wall and they they have a, a better sense of hearing than you do. Like it is a little, like I'm grateful for my cat. She's caught many, many a mouse. I wouldn't say much bugs. She's, there's a lot of me yelling at her being like, do something like, don't just play with it. Like, cause if you lose the spider, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. So those <laughs> like, that's where I get really like kind of angry. But like when she stares at a wall, and I can't see anything, I have to be in the right mental headspace not to be like, I think I need to sleep in the living room. Like, I'm like, so I'm grateful to know that they clearly hear stuff in the walls that we don't hear. But sometimes you're just like, you don't trust it. You're like, my cat definitely knows about ghosts. I think that's a cat thing for sure. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Liz Mealy, and she wrote the book, which is hysterically funny, Why Cats Are Assholes, but in a good way. Yeah. So, right in a good way. Okay, let's talk about this. What is your thought on crazy cat ladies? And I know that you know some, and I know some, too, that have double digits of cats. Yeah, I mean, I consider myself a cat lady. I mean, you have podcasts about cats. You're definitely a cat lady. I don't think there's any negative connotation to being a cat lady. I think in general, whether you have zero cats and you're just a lover of them and for whatever reason you can't have them in your building or whatever, the people that have a lot of cats, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think when it starts to 
be unfortunate for everyone involved is when you become a crazy cat lady. And, you know, that starts to weed its way into like hoarders, or I think there's a specific word for for people that hoard animals. But that's where like, when people call somebody a cat lady, and they try to use it in a derogatory sense, I'm just like, you can't make me feel bad for loving an animal and taking care of an animal, or being somebody that takes care of a lot of a certain animal. But like, when it gets to the health of the animal, my parents definitely saw a lot of crazy cat ladies. And there's definitely been enough discoveries and articles about people when someone dies, they find that, you know, they're just surrounded by 50 cats, and half of them aren't taken care of properly. And there's pee everywhere and all that stuff. But I don't think there's anything wrong with having too many cats. It's only when it starts to be like, not, not only unsanitary, but like also your life and their life is being hindered by it. So like, if you have 20 cats, but you live on a farm, by all means, have all those cats. But I live in a small apartment in New York City. Like, this isn't even a great way of life for humans. Like, you know, like, I don't know if people should be living in boxes this small, let alone me and a cat. Right. And I'm glad you clarified because one of our show hosts has and her partner have um, double digits of cats. That's totally fine. But I agree with you. Once you have 30 something, 50 something and they're not being taken care of correctly and there's feces and other stuff everywhere, that's not good. But yeah, I think all cat people have to be a little bit crazy because they're hard to understand. I don't even know if it's crazy as much as this isn't my words. This is like a tweet I read actually after I wrote the book and it was so succinct and perfect. I was like, oh, my book is 200 pages, but this tweet is could probably replace the whole book. It was like, do you not like cats or can you just not handle rejection? And I was like, that's so brilliant. Because the yes. truth of the, right, because the truth of the matter is, is I'm in a business where there's a lot of rejection. I've been a comedian for almost 20 years. It is still hard to not get opportunities you want to bomb in front of people to to have a joke not work. It's constant rejection in baby size pieces and large, um, you know, events in my career. And you you get better at adapting to it. You get used to it. And I've put myself in that position. And cats not wanting to hang out with me while I might be like, whatever, like I might have like a funny like retort to it. I don't care. Like it doesn't, you go do your thing. I'll go do my thing. The same way that I have a good communication skills with my friends and don't take their need for space personally. I don't want to pretend I don't need attention. I do talk to strangers for a living, but I clearly need a certain type of attention and that's only in this certain way. And I feel like the same thing with cats. So my cat, as soon as I sit down, she cuddles, like she jumps in my lap. You know, I lay down, she's like on my chest. Sometimes it's like a little bit like, all right, dude, you got to calm down. But the rest of the the day, she's doing her own thing. She has her own life. She's meeting bugs. You know, she's strolling around. And I think independent people attract an independent pet. Very well put. I like that. That is really good. Okay, let's talk about this, which I thought this um, chapter was so funny. Naming your cat. And <laughs> all of my cats have people names because my husband <laughs> thinks that they should, they look like this person. Like Charlotte looks like a Charlotte. I, I only named one and called her Sammy because we didn't know if she was male or female and she looked like a kitten and turns out she was a mama. So, mm. oh, I did name the boy cat though, Jethro, because he looks like, like a, like a stoner, like a Southern stoner. <laughs> so Jethro, right? He just has that face. But other than that, I'm usually not so great at naming. You have a whole system. Yeah. And this is, it's funny. I clearly I'm joking throughout the entire book, but some stuff is researched. And I would say some of these chapters are very much like 
Liz Mealy opinion pieces. Like I have a chapter on like indoor cat, outdoor cat, indoor human, outdoor human. It's, you know, clearly my silly opinion. And I would say the same with naming cats. Like, you know, whatever you name your cat is fine, but I'm always, as a creative person, I love creative cat names. I just think if it's not going to college, no one's going to judge you for it. What are we doing? Why, you know, why are we giving a cat named Steve? We know enough Steves. Like, let's, let's get silly with it. And to me, my cat's name is Pasta. And that came from one being 100% Italian. But on the other side of it, I definitely have some kind of gluten intolerance. And it doesn't always sit well with me. And it was like, I feel like I gave up the food and I, I showed honor to my heritage with my cat. My sister's cat name is Avocado. That's just hilarious. A healthier fat, clearly. And then I followed the Meow Parlor. It's a, a cat cafe in uh, New York City. And their cat names make me proud to know them every day. Like one of them was Unlimited Breadsticks. That's so funny. It's just it funny. But how do you call that cat? I mean, come here, Lemon Unlimited Breadsticks. <laughs> that's a long Well, that's, that's the other thing is I have like 25 nicknames for my cat. It's P, P Face, Pasta Brains. Like, you know, I, it's the same way that you name your child and then you never actually call it their name or you get a boyfriend and they're forever, like they're forever called. Ba if I call my cat Pasta, I am yelling at her the same way that my dad only uses my name Elizabeth when I was a teenager and I didn't clean my room. Like the name is for your veterinarian to know which cat gets certain vaccinations. But after that, they're never going to respond to it. So have fun with it. Like I just find, I find half the fun in having a cat is the creativity that comes with naming it. And then when you have a kid, you have to worry about, you know, them being a good person and, you know, them getting a job and being self-sufficient. And you don't have to have any of that. Like you've adopted a toddler for the rest of your life. Have fun. Yes. And now that makes me think I should have been more creative. For <laughs> I don't want to yell at you. People names. I don't know. Going forward, I'm going to challenge you. <laughs> next one. The next one has to be something really, really different. What is your favorite chapter in the book? That's, I know, the hardest question because you probably love all of it. But, but if you had to say to someone they only could read one chapter and you wanted it to be your favorite chapter, and if someone could only read one chapter in your book, what chapter would you tell them to, to read? I think if they're only going to read one chapter, it probably would be the naming chapter. I think that's a good mix of both like my sense of humor, silliness, and it kind of feels like whether whatever kind of animal person you are, you can kind of get on board with that. I would actually say my, uh, my favorite chapters are probably the indoor outdoor one, because again, it's just really silly. And I think I learned a lot about myself, which I was like, oh, I'm an indoor human. I think we all learned this year if you were an indoor human or an outdoor human. And I've always been an introvert. I've always been somebody that's a homebody. But I really learned during the pandemic, like, while everybody was like losing their mind, I was like, I think I'm in my happy place. Why do I tour for a living? I love this. I love my bed. I love not leaving the house. But all the history stuff, like the chapters on like witches and the connection between cats and witches, like... I learned a lot from that. And, you know, as probably a feminist, as somebody that is an animal lover, as somebody that it breaks my heart to know that because of these weird superstitions from Europe, God knows how many years ago, black cats don't get adopted as much. They're often the first ones to be uh, killed in killed shelters. I own a black cat, like that's, you know, pasta. I think being in a place to let people know that 
a lot of how you feel about certain superstitions or even just about women in general or women that own cats because you know when people don't like my stand up that's what they love to say i'm going to die alone with a cat and i'm like that sounds great like that doesn't sound like an insult to me like that sounds like a great life so i think even just in a humorous way spreading knowledge that you know women were persecuted and so were certain types of animals and that's why they're thought simultaneously and we need to stop crapping on people for that reason well said. I just love your book. Tell everybody where they can find it and also where they can buy it. And also, where are you touring now? Or where can people find out more about you and listen to you? Yeah. So uh, you can pretty much buy it anywhere. Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, uh, IndieBound, your local bookstore. If they don't have it, they, they'll order it for you. So it's it's available everywhere. And I am slowly starting to tour. Um, I'll be in Arlington, Virginia in July. I'm slowly adding more dates and it's all like limited capacity. Like everything's like 25 to 50% capacity, depending on the state. Uh, you know, everything is on my website, lizmealy.com, all my social media. I, it's funny, most of the time when somebody tells me to plug my social media, I go, don't follow me. It's all cat pictures. But I think you guys would actually appreciate my social media. I post a cat picture every Saturday for Catterday. My stories is just cats that I ran into while like going to the subway. I love bodega cats. I love stray cats. Half the countries I've gone to is because I know they have a good stray cat population like Turkey or Thailand and stuff like that. So I think you are the people to follow me on Instagram is this audience. <laughs> Okay, trying to keep a straight face while you're talking about some of that. It's just so funny, so, so funny. And <laughs> we need laughter. We need more laughter. I mean, we've gone through, you know, you, I think you're doing a great thing. I know your book has been out just a few weeks, but it's a great thing when you can bring laughter to this world because look what we've gone through in the last year with this pandemic and all this other craziness. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I think the tension between cat people and dog people is palpable. But at the same time, I think we all secretly know that everyone's an animal lover. Like I love dogs. They're the best. You know what I mean? I fell in love with my friend's German Shepherd and when I was staying with her a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah, of course I like dogs. But at the end of the day, my personality is a cat. And that's I'm just trying to spread joy through what I know about. And Liz, you also have a really funny podcast. So where can people find that? Yeah. So it's, it's called uh, Two Non-Doctors. It's me and my friend Maria Shahada. She's a brilliant, uh, she's an American comedian, but she's based in London. And we bring up all different types of health issues, emotional ones and uh, physical ones. And we always say that we discuss it with little to no accuracy. It's all stuff we Google. We ask our fans to correct us. It's a humor podcast that brings up a lot of issues. And um, we've been very fortunate that our fans have enjoyed it. But you can, anywhere you listen to podcasts or YouTube, you can find Two Non-Doctors. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much again for coming on Catitude. I love talking to you. Thank you so much. And best success with your book called Why Cats Are Assholes. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that show. I loved having Liz on Catitude. She is so funny. And really, check out her book. It's called Why Cats Are Assholes by Liz Mealy. And it's spelled M-I-E-L-E. And you can always go to PetLifeRadio.com and go to the episode page for this show on Catitude and there'll be a link so you can find out more about the book. I want to thank my cat crew for, I guess, making me really relate to the book and understand why cats are assholes in the most wonderful way. <laughs> and uh, that would be Dennis and Charlotte, Molly, Jeffro, Sammy, 
Yeah, that's it. I'm so used to saying all five of them. It feels like I'm le- leaving one out. Nikki the dog, he wasn't around for this episode, so he doesn't get things. Anyways, thanks to my guests for coming on Catitude. Thanks for everyone listening to Catitude. I appreciate it so much. Thanks to my amazing producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound wonderful. And remember, lose the attitude. Have Catitude. See you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.